0: of velvety soft bath hands and some real thud in the back leading to moments like this and McConaughey and he's stacking his way through and in Clark to Glanville singer is standing waiting pouncing The way. Beautifully done. Gavin the two young bucks who underline their
1: love of this place earlier in the week, Orlando Bailey and Max Jomo conspire in thrilling fashion. Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black, and white. My name is Gabriel, and slightly. Back down to earth after two derby victories, I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom.
0: How are you doing, mate? Yeah, a, a horrible, dark, cold evening, um, as we record on, on a Monday night, and a horrible, dark, grim evening <laughs> up at what is not the AJ Bell Stadium. It is the Salford Community Stadium. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, cell can, uh, can be top of the league, and they've got a, they've got a good side as we as we just saw, but I wouldn't trade in the the Bath experience for that. It looked like a a pretty grim affair.
1: Yeah, we have been able to make the previous two Friday night fixtures for Bath. Weren't able to (laughs) logistically sort this one out, unfortunately. A few Um, Bath fans in. A few Bath fans in, which is credits to them. Probably a few Bath fans that that live up there, or maybe some did, did make the trip up. Three Friday nights in a row has been a little bit of a push. And I think people on... On Twitter where um, there was a bit of hand-wringing going on about, wow, it's first against second. Why is this not the TNT game? Um, and I think the, the bosses at TNT can be quite happy with their decision the the game that they did decide to show which was Northampton Saints Harlequins finished 36 33 so mm-hmm. probably slightly better spectacle than the 11-9 defeat that Bath suffered at the hands of Sale. Yeah,
0: Sale Bath games do have a tendency to be low scoring affairs, shall we say. I remember going to the wreck a few years ago mm-hmm. and I think it was a, a 6-3 or a mm-hmm. 6-5 Win for for, for for sale. I think it was. There's been multiple low-scoring games. These sides, from a from a neutrals perspective, don't necessarily bring out the the best in each other in terms of attacking flair. And you know there were some you know, flair players on the field mm-hmm. who, who who weren't able to do that. But it's always a tight encounter. It's a brutal physical encounter, and that's what that's what played out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I saw a statistic when the teams were announced that there was 12 South Africans in, in the match day, in the, both the match day starting 15s. And we saw how South Africa won their games in, in the Rugby World Cup. And this game kind of had that feel about it, didn't it? Where neither team wanted to make errors in key positions. Um, and it was going to come down to the scrum and it was going to come down to kind of who held their nerve and who made the... fewest number of mistakes which ultimately and and unfortunately it was um it was bath who made those mistakes and sale who came out on top well as i say five south africans in our Mm. in our starting
0: pack you're starting to see the the jern van gran influence coming through and we saw how that blueprint works so well for sale under under steve diamond and, Mm. and more recently sanderson and I'll say this straight off the bat, I was completely wrong in my prediction or my thoughts about the the selection. I thought that we or or Van Graham would see this as an opportunity to try and put out a good side to beat top of the table sale. And we know there's going to be times when we have to rest players. It's just when we choose to do that. But um, very, very much a rest and rotate side G. First of all, your thoughts on it. And second of all, only three guys consistent uh, with the game against Bristol. Jakub Kutseer, Matt Gallagher and Finn Russell. (laughs) Anything
1: to say about that? Yeah, the theory didn't last long, did it? Although, I'm not going to back down from this. I'm actually convinced that they did it out of spite to me. Um, And Finn, Finn, like pretty much all the other first-choice players, was going to get the week off but they knew they couldn't have me be right for the first time in a few seasons on this podcast if so Finn Russell did play it didn't look like Finn Russell really wanted to play um but he did play um and I was wrong that he was my theory of course was that he was only going to play TNT games and home games this was a non TNT away game and he played so unfortunately that theory goes up in smoke.
0: And the defeat as well means that my fear, my prediction at the start of the season also looking in in jeopardy. Extra Chiefs sneaking above us into third place. We sit in fourth. So no longer leading the the pack from the mm. from the West Country, but obviously the the chance to better them on 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 Saturday when we when we play them at the wreck. I was going to say you know some some big guys uh, rested completely, as, as you alluded to. Big Joe, Sam, Benno, Will Stewart, Charlie Ewells, Miles Reed, Barbary, guys that have featured extensively mm. so far. Sale, on the other hand... Ollie ch- Lawrence. Ollie Lawrence, sorry, yeah. Three three changes, um, two of whom were returning George Ford and Luke cowan dickies first start. So a very, very strong Sale side, 11 games beaten at the Salford Community uh, stadium, it it you know when I saw those sides, I thought this is going to be a a tough tough mm. ask.
1: Yeah, and so with with that in mind, Tom, and at eleven nine defeat, of course, getting a losing bonus point. Do you ultimately reflect on it with those teams in mind as a, a point gained and kind of out, got out of jail a little bit?
0: You would do if you looked at those two events and two statements mm. completely independently, but we led on 73 minutes we led the entire game so you've got to feel a little bit gutted and with the side that we sent out I would say particularly in that second half it was an incredibly gutsy performance in you know it was, it was a scrappy game but the way that some of those guys put their bodies on the line and fronted up in defense and the heroic nature of some of the turnovers and some of the uh, the the yeah the the defensive work I thought was fantastic. So a little bit gutted because I felt like we probably not necessarily did we deserve more, but if we'd have managed to bring that home by one point, it would have felt like a real heroic victory for mm. some of the performances that were that were put in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, we weren't able to get the job done. When we brought the cavalry on of Spencer, Dunn and Redpath on 55 minutes whilst we were still leading the game, it did feel like the plan had worked and we would be able to close it out. But that wasn't to be the case, and we'll get into the detail of the game upcoming in the podcast before we look ahead to the game against Exeter at the Rec on Saturday. Before we do all of that, Tom, we've got to talk this week about black and white butchers. This is, of course, the Bath Rugby Plug brought to you by Black and White Butchers. And we've got a very special giveaway to do this week. So as part of our partnership with Tom Dunn's butcher and events company, Black and White Butchers, do check out their Instagram. Dunny has very kindly sent us a signed Bath Rugby shirt. Um, we have it here with us Um and it's a fantastic, fantastic bit of kit, isn't it, Tom?
0: It's a it's a lovely bit of kit. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> regretting now that we we agreed to to put this forward as a as a giveaway. It's this season's home shirt, signed, pristine shirt with with double XL label on and done and two on the on the back. So it's a, it's a lovely bit of kit, and I've been promising this for a little while, and for various reasons we've we've been we've been delayed.
1: Um, but shall I just are we are we going for this now? Shall well, I just I, set out just, what, what's needed? I just kinda wanna really sell this a little bit. Um it's such a nice shirt this, like it looks beautiful from the outset. I'll go but and get it, it, I'll go and get it. it. It's just the, the little details that are are on the shirt. So you've got obviously the, the star, the European Cup star above the bath crest, you've got the hundred and fifty lettering, um of course, um after Tom Dunn's 150 caps. Um, so a, a slightly a slightly older jersey than, than what he'd be wearing. And then, of course, on the back of the shirt, above where it says Thatcher's, you've got the little England badge. So this is a legit, lovely bit of kit and then signed by Dunny on the back of, of the shirt. So this is lovely. And, and as you say, I'd much rather keep it here. But we're going to give it away to one of our loyal listeners. And as someone that doesn't have Instagram, Doesn't really know what Instagram is. I'm going to give it over to you to explain how our listeners can win this shirt.
0: Yes, it's a a, you know we've been trying to grow our Instagram footprint a little bit. Like Twitter, something that is used widely by the Bath Rugby community. Obviously, you've got Bath Rugby supporters on Facebook as well, but Instagram's really widespread, particularly among some of our younger listeners. G, you're probably an exception as far as that's concerned and also the players and the club are very very active on there so what you will need to do to enter enter the the draw for this so first and foremost you have to be following both the Bath Rugby Club Instagram page and also black and white butchers so you you won't be eligible unless you you click follow and, and get supporting those those pages and then probably tomorrow a post will go out on the Bath Rugby Plug Instagram page with you know details of, of this potentially a, a nice picture of the the, the shirt that, that, that you, you might receive, and a story will go out as well on our on our profile. So what you have to do is both like the post and then reshare the story to your profile. And if you do both those things and follow both those accounts, you will be in the draw. Yeah. So we'll
1: what well, we'll give it a few days. And have I missed anything? Yeah, so I think that's right. So to follow us and follow Black and White Butchers, like the post, reshare the story, and you will then go into the draw to win this signed Tom Dunn shirt. We will then pick a winner at some point this week, so that will go out as we record tomorrow on Tuesday. We'll pick a winner at some point next week, and then we may, if Tom can organise it, have the man himself on the podcast next week to announce the winner, and then we'll get that jersey sent to you, hopefully before Christmas, as a lovely Christmas present from us to our loyal listeners.
0: I don't know how good the microphones are, but as I went to retrieve the shirt and sit back down, I've... Just gonna rip my trousers. <laughs> so if anyone's picked that up, um, that's 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 what that was. So yeah, maybe maybe need to kick myself out with some um, some, some Tom Dunn shorts as well. I certainly <laughs>
1: would manage to rip them. Check out the Instagram for all the details on that. Tom, let's get into the detail of this match. Um, and it's really difficult to kind of know where to to start and, and to pick out real themes. Of this match, but I think one of the early ones in that first half, in particular, was just how little rugby both sides kind of wanted to play. In particular, in that middle third, yeah. so much kicking was played. Um, was played. It was box kicks, return, return. Um, and I think really it was the sale ill discipline um, that allowed Bath to to not only get the the six nil lead with with two Russell penalties, obviously giving away. Those penalties. They also gave away a, a key penalty when they were camped on our line. So I think Sale were, were were kind of getting the upper hand already, and it was just their real discipline that was was allowing Bath to, to kind of take the lead.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a theme you see in, in in Premiership rugby. You know, all too often, really, is that battle for the middle third and the the battle for territory. Kind of like for those who who watch boxing, early skirmishes where. Um, <laughs> A fighter will try and take centre ring. It's so important if you can you can dominate that middle area. It just allows you to to to, to play all the rugby in in, in all the right areas. Um, and yeah, plenty of kicking as you say. G both sets of defenses I think looking fairly solid, mm. and both sets of attack failing to click into any sort of gear, despite having you know Finn Russell and, and George Ford two uh, very adept playmakers in the in in the ten shirts. And both sides also making meals of early opportunities. A bath break, I believe through Chris Clurter, mm. um, went on to, to Narlanet and he sliced the, the kick so badly that it, it almost ended up behind him, um, kind of like, like myself on, on the golf course of late. Uh, and then Sale made the most of early dominance in the scrum, which was to be a theme mm. But struggled to make, and you know they were they were banging the, the door in our line. They looked physically quite dominant, but uh, you know a, a neck roll in the ruck at that point mm. gave us the penalty, and, and we were able to get out of the woods. So some missed opportunities, more, more ill discipline than than sell, than than on our part, and yeah, we edged ahead with with a few penalties in that in that first half.
1: Yeah, I think just on both fly halves, neither really put a kind of positive stamp on the game with ball in hand. I think the Sale um, back line looked, looked really kind of unprepared and, and rusty, like they hadn't played a lot of rugby together. And, and Fordy's obviously come back late from the World Cup and, and is just now kind of getting his feet under the table with that back line. There was many passes that from him that were, or to him, that were just behind him, and, and they just didn't click at all. And then from a Bath point of view, obviously Finn's been there a little bit longer. And it just felt like, to me, they were playing way too flat Um, the the sale line speed was was really, really good and and, and they came off the line as one. And we've spoken about how great it is when Finn does get flat and take the ball to the line and and defenders back off him. But that wasn't happening at all. And I really think we could have just dropped a little bit deeper. The runners that were coming off Finn always seemed the ball just seemed to be so flat and, and kind of a contested ball with the sale player tackling him almost immediately. So I just think... They could have just taken a little bit of a step back, maybe kicked over the top to to kind of negate that line pressure a little bit more, um, and just allowed the the runners to to have a little bit more space. Because yeah, neither side was able to create anything meaningful pretty much throughout the whole eighty minutes.
0: Yeah, completely agree. And, and you know, despite a, a, a couple of flourishes, so a really nice break from. Max Ojooma in the, in the midfield and he, he's not quite able to, to get the ball away to, to McConaughey on, on the right wing. So there were moments but they were, mm. they were fairly few and far between. And then, yeah, I mean come, come to it now perhaps, then a, a really sad moment. Mm. You know, we don't know the full extent of, of the injury yet, but Rory McConaughey goes to, goes to clear out uh, a ruck and Ben Curry coming over, the, uh, you know, jacking over the ball. And pops his shoulder out. He looked like he was in a in a lot of pain. Very very painful injury. And yeah, bang Grand saying after the game, gee, that it's likely going to require surgery after that dislocation. How unlucky yeah. is that, man? How you know, just so gutting that he can't catch a break.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely got a soft spot for him on the Bath rugby plug. He was one of, if not the the kind of first player to. To really give us the the time of day, and yeah, we could, we could tell many a, a Roy McConaughey being a good bloke story. He he is an outstanding bloke and an outstanding player, and he's just been plagued with with injuries, lower limb injuries, which unfortunately kind of affected that that real searing pace that that made him such a star for Bath and broke him onto that England side for the, the 2019 World Cup scored a try in that 2019 World Cup. What a highlight moment that was, but yeah, I am gutted for him. He is such a fantastic guy and such a great rugby player. on his day, He just can't catch a break. And I don't know how long this is going to rule him out for. um, But I just really hope that he gets another go for Bath and and can show us what he can do.
0: Yeah. And he's been, you know, since the injury he had last Last season, which I think was me, wasn't it? Mm. I believe Neil Calf, I think it was yeah, mm. as you say, low leg. Um, he started to get some more game time, and as a winger, you you need to be stringing to games together to get back to beating defenders and getting your your pace back. Obviously, he was involved in in the the Scotland squad, the wider squad for the for the World Cup, and looked to be making some some progress and and in in you know in his in his career and getting back to getting back to how, how good we know he can be. So, yeah, devastating for him. He, well, he scored a couple of games ago, didn't he? And it was the first time he'd scored in something like 15 months. And, you know, a guy that's oh, yeah. been prolific when he has played, 19 tries in, in a, I think, just under 60 appearances. He's a prolific try scorer on his day. So that just shows the extent which we haven't been able to get him on the pitch with any regularity. And, yeah, he's a top bloke, he's a top player. And, um, you know, I... I I I think we'll really miss him and hopefully, um, hopefully it is, the scan reveals that it's not as bad as Mm. as
1: as first thought. And he would have been, he's perfect for, I think, kind of later period now in McConaughey's, perfect for a a game like that as well. His kind of ball handling skills from high kicks and returning and kind of game awareness is, is outstanding and it meant that but um, Bailey had to come on at, at fullback, which is not his pre- preferred position. So yeah, that that was a big loss for for Bath and and a big loss for for them for the for however long he is out. Um, we did concede Tom a penalty as you say. Scrum started to struggle and they pushed us over the line for a try. But we led at five nine at half time after another Finn Russell penalty. Defences definitely. Winning. I mean, I think as we move into the second half, the sale kind of started to find their feet, um, started to dominate territory, dominate possession, um, and it was only you know some heroic bath defence and some some sale errors that that really kept us in that game and, and kept that game close. I can think on a number of occasions in that second half where sale were inside our twenty-two. Um and they weren't able to, to execute Tom. Do you put that down to, to kind of Bath's defence under JP Ferreira, fighting to the death, or was that just the Sale side that weren't really clicking? Uh I think
0: a bit of both. I mean, from <clears throat> from our standpoint, I think we can be really proud of the way that we 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 dug in. You know, Sale had 67% of of the ball in that second half. I don't think we touched the ball in their half until 66 minutes. And we made 186 tackles overall in the game, which is a, a frightening amount. Mm. That is a that is a huge amount of tackles, and a, a, we thwarted them so many times when they got close. So red people talk about red zone efficiency a lot. Well, our red zone defense was phenomenal, and a couple of turnovers from Will Bart, a great jackal from um, Nile Annette as well. There was a. A strip as well by I think it might have been was it Chris Clutter who who made the, mm. the the strip when again Sale were were getting close and yeah I think on the point about our, our defence under J P Ferreira it's easy to forget how far that we have come and Bath of a couple of seasons ago would have got absolutely pumped by Sale on Friday <laughs> night we would not have been able to live with the collisions that they were bringing and that speaks to a better coach side it speaks to a a fitter side, and I think what is going slightly under the radar is our turnover work and our work at the mm. the breakdown. I was looking at, at this earlier, and we have the highest turnovers per game of any team in the the Premiership so far, with with seven point two. And at times, that 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 really kept us in the game and kept us just with our, our noses slightly ahead when possibly we shouldn't have been, and definitely when Bath seasons of seasons gone by, Bath teams of seasons gone by would have. Would have capitulated.
1: Yeah, it was the twenty twenty one final score, um, so final try tally like ninety seven yeah, exactly. in the Premiership yeah. or something? You know, we're we're a completely different sides now, um, and that's down to uh, refreshing additions of some players and then just way better coaching and actual defence coaching. Needless to get, we didn't have a bloody defence coach for yeah. the majority part of that season, and and one guy that. Stood out to me again, not just because he was sporting a rather filthy neck tattoo, which I love. New tattoo. We new we, tattoo. we established. We did establish Tom, not much gets by me when it comes to bath players. When, and, it yeah. to <laughs> when it comes to Chris Klerter's neck. When it comes to Chris Klerta's neck, I do have a soft spot for, for Chris Kluter Um getting into it at the end. He of, was in the action again, wasn't he? With George Ford. And and he stood out for that reason, yeah. but also I think for his work, his tireless work, another 80 minutes, another really strong 80 minutes from yeah. Chris Clurton. One,
0: one thing I'd say is we didn't help ourselves with our exits. No. Uh, we were in that first 25 or so minutes of the second half. We made these heroic turnovers, and then the kicking both from from Schroeder and, and Finn Russell, we just didn't quite relieve enough pressure. You know, we'd, we'd kick to just outside our own 22 from our line, or just to the 10-metre line, and Sale were, were straight back on on top of us, so we didn't relieve pressure fully. And go on, NG I'll, um, I'll I'll let <laughs> let you have your your weekly moan. I'm gonna moan. How um not not. Well, I'll, I'll go for you then. Not a good game for for Finn Russell. He um he really didn't didn't dial it in at all. And uh, yeah, there's there's I think there's no other way of assessing it. Really, he, he a few nice touches, a few nice passes, but. The errors, the 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 charge downs the, from from the box kick, which nearly cost us in that in that first half, and and generally I thought you know from the tee he was 100, percent but generally I thought he he, uh, he he probably had his poorest game overall. It was mm. as you said at, at, at times it, it looked like he was kind of thinking, "Why? And I rested here too," which mm. clearly is not the mentality we want.
1: Yeah, disappointing certainly. Tom, we finally got the ball into the cell 22 and at this point we were, were still leading. We um, had a scrum in, uh, line-out inside their 22 with the score still at eight points to nine and, and then we kind of had a sequence of that more collapsing. We gave away a penalty at the insulting ensuing scrum. Ford then kicked a bomb up, Landy dropped it. We gave away another penalty at that scrum and that was the game-winning um, points from from George Ford, and it's just so frustrating that we'd held out so valiantly, and then when we finally, probably for the first and maybe only time, got into the sale twenty-two, that it was from that moment that we made three or four errors mm. that led to to, to to the winning points.
0: Yeah, two fly house on the pitch. No, no McConaughey. Does that does that cost us with that that knock-on mm. from Ford's spiral bomb? But I think you know as a as a broader theme and something that we saw in the second half actually against Bristol when Carl Sinclair came on the scrum has let us down and and it really did did cost us mm. I think four or five penalties throughout the course of the game and you as I've said on countless times I think this season you get the referee on the wrong side of you so that those 50-50 calls don't go your way and yeah Johanna Jonker really struggled against Bevan Rod in the in the first half and it led to Archie Griffin, the, the young tighthead coming on to, you know, he's probably only got a handful of appearances and is, is 22 years of age. So uh, very, very difficult. I think the only thing I would say is that outside of that front row for sale, they are a big old pack. So Kovac Visa, Johnny Hill, and then Ernst van Rijn, Ben Curry, and Daniel Dupree. That is a huge amount of power coming through. Us, on the other hand, you know, Josh McNally is a genuine, a uh, genuine second row, Van Velt's a, a very good line-out second row, but he's not got the, the 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 mass, and he won't be the the, the scrummaging tight headlock that a guy like Charlie Yules is or a guy like Quinn Ruiz. It's just it's just simply not as big. I and then, oh, it's Duke, uh, yeah, Stug, exactly. That's, that's who we need in there. And then Richards Clutter, I could see it. it's it's you know it's not an enormous pack, and I think we just got overpowered a little bit there, and and as you say, for all the defensive effort we showed, for all the last-ditch turnovers that we we showed, they mm. just had a bit too much for us and allowed them
1: to get that penalty. We just ran out of steam a little bit as well. I, I felt like, you know, what did you say, 189 tackles. It yeah. just started to tell at the end and, and the boys did look out on their feet and I think not necessarily having the confidence to turn to your backup loose said on seventy five minutes, the toy having to play all seventy five minutes yeah. and, and, and giving away the, the key penalty. Maybe I'm making excuses for the man, but but that was was tough to take and yeah, frustrating defeat because we rotated but we stood up really well for large parts of it. Um and we led for so long and yeah. it was just a couple of mistakes at death that cost us. That would have been a huge win well, if we were able to go down yeah. and turn them over. So and even after, frustrating but a little bit of pride. The F word's coming back I see and mm-hmm. for, for, for the
0: older listeners, but we Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. we even had chances after that four penalty, right? Mm-hmm. So we had a we were in on oh, I think on about their their forty metre line, the cell having knocked it on. Finn Russell throws a nice pass out to the wing. There's so a there's a half bit of a gap there. Ball's given inside to Bailey and he, he just gets mauled out into touch and, you know, he, he, he should be he should be trying to stay in there. I know I know it's not where he usually finds himself, but but even so. And then another opportunity <coughs> we're getting into their 22 with a minute left <coughs> on the clock. And Joanne Schumann just gets the ball, the ball, the ball <laughs> stripped. So we had our chances. One of those, you know, we managed to soak up a few more phases and get a penalty. And suddenly we're talking about another another win like we had against Bristol right at the right of the death. Just just not meant to be. And I think you have to say that. Sale probably deserved the win Mm. on balance given the amount of ball and the amount of opportunities they had. If you were a Sale fan and you lost that at the death, you would be, you'd feel like it was one we left, you know, we left behind. I think one one, one you left behind, I think. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment, but I think looking at it from our point of view, that would have been a massive win that we just weren't able to get. But we're in these games and they're going to come down to to the wire, um.
0: And it is one point as well. And you look mm. at the the bonus point tally mm. in the league so far, and we we know six bonus points from our seven games, four wins and, and a loss, and two other teams on 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 four wins, and, and we, we're edge ahead of them because of those bonus points. So they are going to be they are going to be important, mm. and we would have left uh, is it Salford? Mm. We would have left Salford, you know. <laughs> Pleased that we're going back to Bath. Cold, <laughs> cold. <laughs> Probably a bit gutted that we didn't get four points, but we still got one point. And with the side that we put out, we should also think about that as an investment for the next few weeks because we are going to have those guys coming back, and we're going to be able mm-hmm. to field a stronger side against Exeter on Saturday because we 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 were we were um, selective with who we who we who we took up to sell.
1: I feel like the league now, Tom. I know you're looking at it there, is It's just starting to take a little bit of shape as well. So I think. You've got Newcastle, who are the worst side in the league at the bottom. I then think... Oh, it's nice not saying that's us, isn't it? It's very nice. I think you've got Gloucester and Bristol, who are probably a, a, maybe a tier below. And then I think you've got Sale and Saracens, who are probably a tier above. And then you've kind of got this middle of the pack, with yeah. Exeter, Bath, Quins, Saints and Tigers... Who kind of feel like they're at the moment on a on, on a similar path? So, Bath currently, obviously in fourth place, a massive game against Exeter Chiefs, which we're going to preview in a second. But it just feels like we're in that pack, and, and probably two yeah. of those yeah. um, five teams are going to get the the. Um, Semi-final places and, and yeah, hopefully they'll be bath.
0: And I like, I, I do fancy Tigers to to get right up there. To be honest, mm. I think with their returning internationals with Andre Pollard, once stuff starts to click with obviously the new coaching setup they've got, I think how they've shown over over previous seasons that they build into seasons. I'd fancy them to get to the top four. So I think yeah, it's ultimately going to be between us, Quinns, Saints, and Chiefs. For that fourth spot, I, I fancy Chiefs to fall off a little bit. I, they've started really well, but i what I, as will come on to I, well, let, I'm not sure that, well...
1: Let's get into it. Okay,
0: yeah, well, I mean, I, you just look at these extra Chiefs sides this year, mm. and they're almost unrecognisable. I mean, mm. I like to think that I watch a lot of Premiership rugby, but some of the guys that have, have come in to this Chiefs side, mm. academy guys, or you know, a few guys from the border in Wales that they've they brought in as well and looking at the list of players that they lost will maybe give indication to to, to, to some listeners so Sam Simmons debuters Harry Williams Janice Kirsten Jack Knoll, Stuart hogg um, Ben mood in Witten Joe Simmons Luke Cowan Dickie Jack maunder the you know that is mm. that's basically a mm. a, a, a 15. And the guys they they brought in, as I said, have, have been much more junior guys and, and teams always operate in cycles, particularly with yeah. in the salary cap era and extra are very much at the start of the cycle, but they have showed that they've been mm. able to keep some continuity and it, it's been impressive that they're five from seven.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of, that's the heartbeat, all those players, of, of what, Baxter built that, that did win them a, yeah. a, a title. Guys that you a, thought would never leave. In the European Cup. And I think it did kind of feel from an extra point of view that, that that did just sort of peter out. And I think they felt like they needed a a kind of fresh start. They did outstandingly last season in the Premiership Rugby Cup. And a few of those boys have kind of taken that leap this season. I'm thinking of the, the young fullback Wyatt, um, who, who, who's making loads of meters. Um, from fullback and then yeah they've got um, young Daphid Jenkins who I know Welsh, Wales fans are extremely excited about his his qualities his leadership skills he's been captioning Exeter and he's a 20, 20, year, 20, old. 20 year old boy yeah. um, so I think it's kind of a new start and then the, the, a few old faces will remain so Slady um, and then the hooker like Daniel um, and Co remaining Chad
0: so and, yeah, it will all, look Harvey Skinner
1: it will look like a different side if if you've not been the following other teams in, in the premiership closely. But but I've been really quite impressed with them um and and how they've transitioned. So I think this this, this is gonna be um a tough game. Bath though will be able to call potentially upon the services of returning Locke Elliot Stuke. The former Bath man has been turning out regular appearances for Montpellier this season. I think he started all seven of their games in the top 14 so far. But they're in a little bit of turmoil. Altrad, their owner, has stepped in, fired Cockrell uh, and kind of turned a few things around. Um, and Stukey has been one of the departures there. And I think Bartha are pretty happy, considering the loss of Fergus Lee Warner yeah. this week, to have Stu back on board.
0: Firstly on Fergus Lee Warner, mm-hmm. I think a bit of an unsung hero. You know, I think we've sung him. We have sung his, his praises. We've sung him. Um, but I would say amongst most Bath fans, he I think has been an underrated signing mm. from an, another Worcester guy. Uh, I think a, a very very useful player in the salary gap and intense schedule that we that we have. I think you know there was four point last season when he played nine eighty minutes in a row, mm. and he's been very very solid. He's been more than solid. He's 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 probably in that first choice second row now. Oh and yeah, he's, he, and he's 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 going to be a. A loss, and best of luck to him as he goes off back to Australia for the for the for the Waratahs. Yeah, Elliot Stook. did well. I know you said there'd been some rumours I hadn't really seen those when I when I saw the announcement, which was 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 typically Instagram-like. Actually, whilst we're on the subject, uh, 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 a slightly odd video that <laughs> was put out by the club, but I love Elliot Stook. I mm. mean, I'm very very pleased to have him come back, and it's not as if he's as you say not been playing rugby. Mm. Yes, Montpellier at bottom of the league, but he's been putting in consistent 80-minute shifts. I imagine he's got his fair share of, of red wine and cropped in while he's been there. So I imagine he's a substantial slice, six foot six. Um, <laughs> you know, was always very strong line-out, scrum time, was always, had his body on the line. Even in those tough times, he'd be one of the guys that would be leading and rallying. So, yeah, he um, towards the end of his Bath career, obviously, he, he after 127 appearances, by the way, over mm. five years. So, you know, he put a shift in. Obviously, he had that that issue with the um, with with the drink driving stuff, and I think he left under a slight shadow. But that's a few years ago. He's had some 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 fun out in France, I'm sure. And yeah, I really like that signing. Actually, he'll, mm. he'll he'll fit in he'll fit in well, I think.
1: Yeah, agreed. A good replacement for Warner, who we will undoubtedly miss. He's been class actually. Um, so yeah, maybe Stukey will feature. In this game, I think we will see a, a stronger Bath side yeah. than what we saw against. Um, sale. Against Sale, thank you. We this is the last Premiership game before Europe starts again, um, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll be fully strong again. Front row, back, Spencer um, will certainly start. Um, so Some yeah,
0: back, probably Alfie Barbary will come in as well. Molly Lawrence. Lawrence, you know mm. he's he's obviously only played. Uh, once and once off the bench since he's, since he's been back, so yeah, I'd, I'd, ex- I'd be shocked if we're not fully loaded. Full beans. Home game, West Country derby. You know, mm. one in every three games of West Country derby in the league now. Um,
1: Is you know, this a West Country derby? Saturday. Well,
0: te- technically, I guess. <laughs> Pretty you know, they're far. West Country, we're West Country, but
1: and you're going, Tom. I am going. You're bearing can't, the lead,
0: can't wait. It looks. Pretty much sold out from what I've mm. from what I've seen. So yeah, the club continuing to they just sold out Quinns as well for mm. prior to Christmas. So yeah, tickets uh, are going like like hotcakes. Um, but I can't wait to get down there mm. have the have a full day in Bath as well. Not be rushing down for a <laughs> Friday night and then getting the last train back. Have a full day down in Bath. Really, really soak it up. And yeah, we we should be very very confident that with a with a fully strong side, mm. we're, we 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 should be Exeter. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if your boy, Finn Russell, um, has a couple of moments of magic that get the wreck going.
1: <laughs> yeah, remarkably, I, I thought. We're, we're kind of eight or seven or eight-point favourites with, with most bookmakers. I'd, I'd have had it slightly closer, I must say. I have been actually quite impressed with extra. I think it's going to be a real good measuring stick for them. Um, this is a, a game when they were fully loaded with the previous players, They would have fancied. So a good measuring stick for for that young side, and and yeah, a good measuring stick for Bath before we, before we go into that little um, European break. This game is on TNT Sports. It's also at home. Um, I don't know who's organising the TNT Sports schedules, but we've got three games on Saturday, which is fantastic. They should all be on TV, and we should be able to watch all these games. Why are we not staggering these kickoffs? We've got one kicking off at two, one at three, and one at four thirty. So you can't just sit there and watch all three games. Um Yeah, it's frustrating. Maybe I'm the sort of the only person that gets frustrated about this, but it just makes no sense to me. Um, bath in the middle of that sandwich for the three o'clock kickoff should be a fantastic day, Tom. Very jealous of you making your way down. With that in mind, how many are Bath gonna win by?
0: Um I will go for I'll go for Bath by Nine and I'm backing us, I haven't checked
1: the forecast, but backing us to get the get the full five points and, and and four tries. That would be a lovely end to this premiership slot kind of section of fixtures in this season. Tom, thank you for joining us. Listeners, thank you for listening. Do go over and check out the Instagram. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we've got a signed Tom Dunn jersey to give away to one lucky listener. Follow us, follow Black and White Butchers, like the post, share the story, and you'll go straight into the draw. Join us next week when, fingers crossed, we'll be joined by the man himself, Tom Dunn, to announce the winner, and you'll have that shirt delivered to you before Christmas. Thank you for listening, and stick behind the board.